Hi, this is James Barris. I hope you find this talk supports you in your practice. If you'd like to support my teaching, you can use the donate button underneath my picture on Dharma Seed to do that. Your support is greatly appreciated. We'll start with Eve. And uh, if you get the the announcements, as I mentioned this week, uh, that the topic we'll be exploring for a little while before we have a conversation is... Uh, you have a choice. So, Eve, um, all yours. Thanks, James. Um, so the song that came to mind for this topic around making a choice in our actions was the song Gardener. Um, so I'll do that. I wrote it a long time ago, um, and I've done it here before. But... Um, but it's the song about making these choices. And sometimes the, the, the choices around what's often translated as wholesome um, response or action is difficult. Sometimes those choices are difficult to make because we're habituated in a different way, um, habituated around blame or self-blame, habituated around um confusion or denial and and making a choice to drop into the present moment to be compassionate to ourselves and others making a choice to be courageous or honest or generous um isn't easy but it's worth it because the more we try the more we do something and this is my own experience the more i do something the more the gears get greased for that behavior to show up again in the future. And then our own well-being increases. That's, that's the amazing payoff. It's not first and foremost about being a good person, although that's definitely happening. It's about what is the true source of happiness. It's really hard not to go where my whims urge me to go But I know what sort of person I'm longing to become If I want to help anybody in the world before I die If I want suffering all around us to subside I have got to be more conscious of the things I do and don't do Every little seed in time will flower Plant the ones that lead me down a path toward really helping I am the garden, but I'm also the gardener Choices past, choices for the future are made now. Certain habits deeply rooted flourish in the heart of me. Repetition, like the seasons, comes naturally. Some of it's good, some of it's not. Right now, this is all I've got. But it doesn't mean it's all I'll ever be. 
knowing which part of me to act from It's easier when I know what I want to become I am the garden, but I'm also the gardener This planting of seeds is more subtle than it first appears It's not just about some money to the homeless man It's about perceiving what's happening In this very moment Then deliberately choosing To extend love It's really hard not to go Where my whims urge me to go But I know what sort of person I'm longing to become Of the things I do and don't do Every little seed in time will flower Plant the ones that lead me down a path toward really helping I am the garden, but I'm also the gardener I am the garden but I'm also the God and yeah. I love that song, Eve. <clears throat> Pretty much says it all. Um, we have a choice. Mm -mm. It's really one of the, the major gifts of practice that we can choose. We can choose how to meet every moment, every single moment life is here for us to either appreciate or wake up to. And it's all determined by how we meet it. And most people don't realize they have a choice. Most people are uh, just caught in whatever habits they've practiced. And some have been fortunate uh, to practice really great habits. And some, many, uh, especially when we're stressed, are more inclined in a contracted mind to respond with grasping, aversion, or confusion. And the subsidiaries of that anger and um, complaining and fear and uh, obsession and all of those, uh, but we can choose in every moment. I'm in a lot of groups. I participate and lead in a, a lot of groups, and you know we always have a, a check-in 
and uh, ask, uh, you know, how, how are things going? And most every group that I'm in these days, uh, people just talk about how either how busy or how overwhelmed or how, um, um, how challenging these times are. And also how either fortunate they feel or how they're learning. Because um, I usually start out with the, the, the question, uh, besides saying, what's going on? Uh, I like to say, what are, we, what are we learning? What are you learning with what life is giving you? How, how are we growing? And so that, that's often an invitation to at least somehow turn whatever the circumstances are uh, to, okay, I say I take refuge in the Dharma. Uh, for me, that means, okay, the Dharma is, the life is giving me what I need to wake up to in every moment. Mm. And so um, this week, after going through a number of these groups where people are kind of full, I was in a group uh, today and, and, uh, and somebody said, well, I would normally say I'm so busy, but I'm trying to say, well, life is just full instead of, oh, I'm so busy or so overwhelmed. It's full. I said, oh, that's a good way to, to hold it. Um, but here we are with the 10,000 joys and the 10,000 sorrows just on a very big plate for us. There's the COVID reality and there's a vaccine that's just come out. Which one are you going to tune into? Well, I think both of them. There's um, an election that just happened. And then there's whatever your, uh, your hoped outcome, there's a lot of partisan divide. There's um, a world heading for self-destruction and there's never been as much consciousness as there is right now on the planet. There's feeling, um, feeling overwhelmed and there are so many good things that might be happening in our life that we can be grateful for. There is perhaps dealing with some physical challenges and there's, uh, if you're fortunate enough, access to good health care. Not something that everyone has, but if, but if we have it, not to miss that if we're going through challenges. I was, I was moved uh, by a, an email that I, I got from a friend, uh, just let me see, who is a, a physician um, who works with people in palliative care. 
and uh, at the end stages of their life. And she wrote me, I just thought I'd share this. This is part of the, what sparked this off. She said, uh, I had a profoundly moving experience tonight. This is just a few days ago. One of my longtime patients chose to use the death with dignity meditation, medication and asked another physician and me to be present with her and her loved ones for her final hours. It was such a meaningful experience. And I'm so grateful to have had this opportunity to know and love and support her. I wanted to share this with you as I was touched by how much joy was present in the room. The other physician was this patient's surgeon and is known as the singing surgeon and sings to her patients before they go under, before they go under, before operations. Mm. She led us in singing together today for and with our patient. And we shed so many tears of joy and love. We sang lots of songs from, music from musicals. It was one of the most moving experiences of my life. I thought of you and how you've inspired me and many to sing more and how music can touch so many deep parts of our being and also offer such tremendous healing. I also had the chance to play some harp and felt honored to share this wordless metta practice for my patient and her loved ones. She passed peacefully and I hold her forever in my heart. My memories of her from our years together and from today are full of so much joy, tenderness and love. And Perhaps you also have been there at someone's passing. It's such a mysterious moment where there's sadness and letting go, but often a mystery and such, um, it's an awesome privilege to be there and, uh, and help with a transition, just surrounding somebody with love. It's been one of the more meaningful things that I've, I've done in, in, in my life. And there it is, somebody's final breath. How is that possible? That's something that we associate with so much sadness often and loss and grieving, which are all part of that process, can have at the same time such poignancy and and connect us with the human experience and open our hearts and feel a greater connection and feel even grateful and, um, and full. So we have a choice. This is what I want to get back to in this theme. How do we respond 
to life. And the Buddha says in his opening line in the Dhammapada, we are what we think. With our thoughts, we make the world. And this famous quote, I'm sure most of you have heard, but I'll, I'll share here again by Viktor Frankl, who wrote A Man's Search for Meaning after spending uh, time in uh, concentration camps. When we are no longer able to change a situation, we are challenged to change ourselves. Everything can be taken from a person, but one thing cannot be taken. The last of the human freedoms to choose one's attitude in any given set of circumstances, to choose one's own way between stimulus and response, there is a space. In that space is our power to choose our response. In our response lies our growth and our freedom. Mm. Or to put it in a more uh, colloquial way, mm. from my spiritual seminal Bible, Be Here Now, a, um, a page uh, that has been a, a, a guiding light. It's really the, the, the basis from, for the joy course, actually, for me. And I, I got into this book before I ever um, heard of Vipassana, mindfulness meditation. But this is what he says. Maybe I, I can, if you can see the picture in the brown pages, there's, there's surfing, okay? And you see this surfer. And it says, either you do it like it's a big weight on you or you do it as part of the dance. And on the next page, the surfer turns into Shiva doing Shiva's dance of life. And here's the lines that have been mm, a guiding principle for me for 50 years. Do you do it from unk or do you do it from ah? That's it. <laughs> that was a turning point realization in my life. Do you surf through it all or do you carry it around like a load? Do you do it from unk or do you do it from uh, Shiva's dance of life? And whichever way you, you practice doing it will become stronger. You know about the, the famous confirmation bias in neuroscience where they know that what your brain 
looks for, it will find. And if you look for how life is going to disappoint you or things aren't working out or people are weird and they're, they can't be trusted, um, you'll have so much evidence to support that hypothesis. And if you look a little bit deeper and look for the goodness in people, in those around you, and the fact that we all want to be loved and feel safe and want to share our love, want to be accepted, and there's goodness in there that if we can just invite it out, or that life is amazing to be born. Oh my goodness, how did it how did I get here? That old I always think of that that line from uh, the talking heads stop making sense. You may ask yourself, how did I get here? It's it's a it's a line I've asked countless times in my life. How did life somehow come together and coalesce into this form called me? Did you ever ask yourself that question? It's a fantastic question to ask. There's no answer to it. It just, when I would ask that to myself, and I, I asked that to myself when I was a little child, actually. I put it in the end of my book, Awakening Joy. I used to ask myself that, how did I get here? How, how does, I wasn't saying it in these words, but this was the nonverbal, how does, how is life knowing itself? And I'd press that button and I'd kind of turn inside out and I just would start laughing. I, I would call it the big giggle. How did this happen? If you look with that amazement, then everything gets turned around from unk to ah, or even more, wow. Like Einstein says, there, there's two ways to go through life. One is seeing nothing is a miracle, and the other is seeing everything is a miracle. Why not go for the latter? You have a choice. And one way to think of our practice, to think of mindfulness practice, is um, really a gratitude practice. I'm just remembering uh, Brother David Steindl-Rast, one, one of the more inspiring beings that I know. He has this beautiful book uh, called Gratefulness, The Heart of Prayer. And it's a book on being mindful. It's a great book, by the way, to share with, um, with Catholic friends, uh, Christian friends. He's a, he's a, a monk, uh, a Catholic monk. And he, it's, he's all about gratitude. And he's, he says, the one way to really practice gratitude is to be present for your life. And when you think of mindfulness as an appreciation practice, oh, like I said in the instructions, the meditation instructions, this moment has never been here before. It'll never be here again. Uh, can we honor it with our attention? 
what's happening now? And I have a, a choice in how I want to relate to what's happening now. Is this a, a, a curse or a blessing? Or is this just a gift of life um, showing me a way to wake up? Byron Katie, uh, another wonderful um, spiritual teacher. She has this book. The title is really the whole thing. I, I haven't read the whole, I have the book. I, I've just read a few pages of it, but I love keeping it around because the title says it all. That's the instructions. It's called Loving What Is. Now that's a really good practice. Loving what, not that you like the difficult things that happen to you, but you can embrace life as, as it offers itself to you. Because the, the other alternative is to contract either away from it or around it. And either way, that contraction is a sure prescription for dukkha, for suffering. But when we can open to life in a, in a healthy way, we don't want to open more than we are able to, but if we can open to it a little at a time and say yes to life, just in that opening, taking care to, to protect our tender heart, but not closing so that we are caught in contraction, then in every moment counts. Loving what is. As Ramdas says again in Be Here Now, he says, the next message that you hear will be the next message you hear. Life is always giving us the next lesson, the next message of how to, to wake up to this moment. <clears throat> um, this is the last few comments I'll, I'll say and then open it up to... Um, to comments, questions, and exploring practice together. Um, I was with a, a good friend who's a, a doctor in, um, in Canada, uh, working with um, uh, oncology uh, patients and um, uh, dying with dignity. And these days a lot on uh, about COVID as their, her hospital is, 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 it's one of the major hospitals in, in Canada. And she came into our conversation and she had so much going on. She said, it's so full, it's so much. And then uh, just reminded her um, to first get grounded. And we did a little guided meditation where she just came back to this moment and not trying to find the, just the right kind of balance, but just to create a spaciousness that can hold it all. And for me, that's the, that's the secret formula, a groundedness and a, a spaciousness. So I uh, wanna offer this to, you, to us in a little guided meditation, just a very short one, and then we can open it up. So, uh, invite you to 
close your eyes if you'd like. And maybe in your own life, you're dealing with your own version of the 10,000 joys and the 10,000 sorrows, or it might seem like 10,001 sorrows and 9,999 joys. Uh, just for a few moments, whatever you're going through, all of those different themes and issues, top 10 tunes, Jack Cornfield calls them, what's going on in your mind and in your life. And now for a few moments, let go of the stories and just come back and feel yourself sitting here. Feel your body being held by planet Earth. And feel a connection to the Earth and become grounded in that. One of my teachers, Manindraji, used to say, if you sit and know that you're sitting, the whole of the Dharma is revealed. Just know that you're sitting right now. and become rooted, grounded, whether your feet are on the ground or your body is in a chair or a couch or a cushion. Just come back to this present moment and connect. And now, having arrived in this moment to whatever extent you're able to, I invite you to open up to a sense of spaciousness in the sense you might even take a few deeper breaths and uh, imagine expanding your field so it's beyond your skin, whether it's two or three feet out or 10 feet out or is filling up the whole room or filling up the whole universe. And then tune into the awareness that is knowing this moment. Awareness filling that vast space that has sorrows and joys sensations as life moves through this form thoughts coming and going coming and going emotions coming and going, coming and going. And there's an awareness that knows it all, that is not touched or tainted or swept away by any of it. 
no reaching towards anything, no pushing away from anything, just a spacious awareness that can open to whatever is here, the, the symphony of life as it moves through you. And in that spaciousness and groundedness, that sense of open equipoise, simply allowing, allowing for it all. We can choose to appreciate this moment just as it is. We can choose. This is this moment of life. You can be sure of one thing, it's going to change. No matter how challenging it is, it will change. No matter how wonderful it is, it will change. Just allow yourself to be here for the ride and know that the awareness can hold it all. And remember that in every moment, you have a choice if you can remember how can I meet this moment with kindness, with clarity, with wisdom that knows that everything changes. Simply being here now for this moment of your life. You can come out gently, slowly. Okay, so we have some time if you'd like and either if you want to share any reflections or um, bring something up that you want to explore with us or with me. Yeah, Larry, why don't you unmute yourself? Okay, um, first of all, it was really funny that when I got chosen for New Year's Eve, <laughs> all I was raising my hand for was, yes, I'd like to have a group, I'd be <laughs> in the group. And all of a sudden, I became the host. 
<laughs> it was really kind of an amazing moment. <laughs> huh. Say a bit more about, about where's the lesson in that? Um, the lesson is, <laughs> is really, um, is really uh, participating mm -hmm. and planning just to be one of the crowd but then suddenly I, I get the focus on me and I can, I'm going to be the host. And it was, it was just a wonderful, ironic moment for me. I, I couldn't take my hand back. <laughs> <laughs> it was life using you. <laughs> Come on, Larry, get that hand up there. Yeah, how yeah. perfect. Yeah, well, I'm glad that you uh, are, are wanted to participate and uh, I'm just remembering, and it's Hanukkah right now. I want to uh, give a shout out to the Festival of, of Lights. Uh, as, as Hillel said, if not me, who? If not now, when? When, if not now, when? Yes. So now or New Year's Eve. Right. It'll be then, then. So... Um, it might be a very um, cool, cool. It cool can place. be. It can. Oh, it can be a great lesson for you. Oh, maybe I can put up my hand, or 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 show up uh, in in other ways. Yeah. Uh, you know, so I'm That's so good. glad. And uh, if you want to give a Dharma talk that night, then uh, feel oh, free yes. to. <laughs> The show up reminds me of that woman that you said she had four rules of go and meetings. One was to show up. Two was uh, to pay attention. Three was to speak your truth. And four was not be uh, attached to results. And, and you can get through any meeting. There you go. You just you just gave your Dharma talk again. So <laughs> I wanted to add one more thing, James. Uh, while you were talking about spaciousness and being here for it all, I'm looking at my evocative word that I've had up there for weeks, and you it's it's equanimity, um, which can hold it all. It's a practice that I've. Uh, been really learning a lot from um, and just saying, oh, equanimity, I can hold this, I can hold that, I can. Mm. I, mm. Yeah. That's beautiful, you know, and, and uh, I, you, there, there's, there's your second Dharma talk in five minutes because, uh, <laughs> because it's, it's a matter of just reminding yourself what you know. It's one thing to say, oh, yeah, I read that. But it's another to just remind yourself, oh, equanimity, I can hold it all. And you're just inclining the mind that way. Yeah. It's not a pass-fail test. It's just, oh, I can do this. Like I said, uh, you know, the mind, uh, we are what we think with our thoughts. We make the world. So you're just reminding yourself what you know. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you, and, and thanks for being there on, on New Year's. Um, I was saying to a group, uh, 
sharing one of my, the great secrets. I don't think I shared it in this uh, recently that a, a teacher told me many, many years ago, another one of my um, axioms, it said, he said, um, the mind is like silly putty. Remember silly putty growing up or Play-Doh? And he said, it can, it can be shaped in any way. And if you know that secret, that your mind can create any reality, that's, that's the real accessing of power. And so just in your saying, oh, equanimity, I can hold it all. It's just like you're opening up to that channel in your mind and in your perspective. Oh yeah, there's that too. Do you do it from unk or do you do it from ah? Great, thank you. Anyone else have? Yeah, Bob. Oh, you're somehow, you're not, we're not able to hear you. I don't know if you're, you're I know you're not muted, but you might check what microphone you're, um, you're on uh, down in your, the lower left in your in your screen, or else if you want, you can put, you can write it in a chat box. Uh, uh, is that something? About can you hear me now? Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, I wanted to uh, express my thanks to you for your words and your guidance tonight. Uh, I, I went through your mind, mindful mindfulness training probably 20, 25 years ago there in Berkeley. So it's been a while since I, I, I've seen you and we, we've all gotten a little bit older. Uh, I, I wanted to just mention a couple words on uh, your, your doctor friend's story of uh, her being with the, the dying person. Yeah. Uh, I, I've spent about 15 years with um, Hospice of the East Bay mm, and mm and YOLO Hospice when I lived up in West Sacramento. And I've had the opportunity to be with, with many patients when, when they took their last breath. Mm, mm -hmm. And it's, it's such an incredible experience. Uh, the, the tears, uh, the joy, the laughter that, that you do feel. Uh, I just wanted to throw that out uh, mm -hmm. to support the story that she told. Mm, thank you, Bob. And, and uh, yeah, that's inspiring to hear about all, all of your, all of your work in, in hospice. Thank um, you. Thank you. Anyone else? Let's see, we're getting close to time, maybe time for another question or so. Yeah, Gaia, unmute yourself. Hi, thanks. Hi, Gaia. Sitting with you and um... So I just need to acknowledge because this is an opportunity that has come up and you and I have talked about um, how I came to the Dharma and came to meet you. And so I guess it was close to 20 years ago, um, a friend who's here on, on Zoom today, um, Diane brought me to the Dharma. It changed my life forever. Mm. So I just need to thank you with all my heart 
because that retreat changed my life and helped me so profoundly. There are no words. And, and then my friend who I used to just get into all kinds of trouble with, her daughter is here too, who I haven't seen in, I don't mm -hmm. even know how long. So oh, who's your daughter? Where Jana. is Jana. Oh my goodness, did we get into trouble together. Hi. Oh, Hi, I can't Diana. see you. Put Hi. on some lights. I'm actually, I'm actually at my partner's place right now and, and I don't have the lights on here. I'm not uh, nice to meet you. I wanted to tune in because my mom sent me the link. Uh, I love you. You're great. Gaia, I love you. And we were all at, at I love the my mom. <laughs> She's, yeah. she's there too. All yeah. walking each other home. Well, thank yeah. you, Diane. Uh, yeah, thank you, Diane. Yes. Made a huge difference. All just, uh, just yeah, walking each other home. James, can I tell, just to tell a little story? Actually, I just it brought tears to my eyes last night. Actually, I was telling the story to my partner. And um, I guess it was maybe 25 years ago, um, I went to a Vipassana retreat. Actually, I've been to many, many retreats. Uh, but I went to some retreats in India and Thailand mm -hmm. in my early 20s. And when I came back, um, I said, Mom, I said, you have to try meditation. You have to, you have to go down this road and, and this journey. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm so proud of my mom because she's, yeah, she started meditating and she found you. <laughs> You're her, yeah, she, James, you, you've changed her life. And, and uh, my mom is, is come a long way in her life because of meditation and yeah. And opened her life to it. And I'm so proud of her. So yeah, oh, it's, it's a beautiful, it's actually a really beautiful story, but yeah, it, it changed my life too. Just going overseas and experiencing what I did and then bringing that back home here to, uh, to my mom was a mm. huge gift. So yeah. Uh, beautiful. Just and then and then Gaia too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because, we had yeah. our first retreat with you at mm. Mount Retreat Center. Oh, you were there. Huh? Yeah. Oh, beautiful. Well, see, it's uh, uh, we're all just sharing it with each other. And and uh, on that last note, um, whatever else is going on in your life, you must be doing something right to be hanging out on a Thursday night and all, we're all meditating together and we've all found the Dharma or the Dharma has found us amazing grace. Amazing grace. And then we just pass it on. So let's all pass on our good fortune. So um, Eve, do you want to uh, end with a dedication? Yeah, sure. Do it. May every living being, our minds as one and radiant with light. Share the fruits of peace with hearts of goodness, luminous and bright. The people hear and see how hands and hearts can find in giving unity. May our minds awake to great compassion with
May kindness find reward. May all who sorrow leave our grief and pain. May this boundless light meet the darkness of our sacred night. Because our hearts are one, this world of pain turns into paradise. May all become compassionate and wise. May all become compassionate Thank you, Eve. Thank you all. Remember, you have a choice. And I hope as you go through these next weeks, whether Hanukkah or Christmas or Kwanzaa or whatever way you celebrate the solstice, and we remember the light in the middle of the darkness, uh, may you share, share your love well. And may our coming here together um, ripple out and be of benefit to all beings everywhere and this wonderful planet we live on. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.